0: So you're thinking about running, but not sure how to take the first step. My name is Brian Patterson, and I'm here to help. Welcome to Brian's Rompod. (music) Pod. Brian's Rompod, and in our final discussion with mental health advocate Husnara, we uncover the parallels between the discipline of running and managing mental health. As we navigate the psychological terrain of running, we embrace the idea that self-care extends beyond the conventional, finding solace in the rhythms of our footsteps and the healing nature of the paths we tread. Join us for our discussion that promises to leave you empowered with the strategies and insights for balancing the strides of running with the strides toward mental clarity. I really do hope you enjoy our chat. And if you haven't listened to the previous discussions, then please do delve into our archive. <laughs> now, when I, mean, I did talk about this with someone who was a physiologist. So he, he does looks at, analyzes running technique and, and whatever. But he did bring up a, an essential point that, you know, those people who do run regularly mm. and who are, you know, very you know, maybe in that top 20% mm. of, you know, they're doing mm. a lot of miles and, and whatever. But then they are, they will get injured. They will inevitably, you know, if, if they, they will get injured. But this could, mm. as you said, affect their mental health or how, you know, because they're yeah. not doing the thing they love doing. Yes, um, yeah. yeah. What, 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 what do you, or, you know, is there uh, an approach to help um deal with with injuries and those people who who are suffering from injuries
1: yeah i mean i'll give you well one thing i will say is that firstly in terms of like what i'm kind of promoting about running Mm. you don't need to do huge miles you know i Mm. mean when you do huge miles there are some different types of benefits Mm. anecdotally Mm. and Mm. some scientifically as well like in terms of getting to that runner's high Mm. really clearing your mind and being in the moment but really i mean most of the runs i do are like 30 minutes honestly like 30, 40 minutes, and it it gives me everything I need. Mm. So you don't need to get to a point where you're running excessively to Mm. get a lot of the mental health benefits Mm. of running. And another thing I'll say is that even for me, over the last couple of years, to be honest, I've had a bit of an injury, a repetitive strain injury on my knee. Mm. So it's kind of stopping me, sadly, from getting beyond five miles and i've had some physio from it and it kind of helped a little bit and it's kind of coming back again now but i've kind of got this sweet spot of five miles i can run in and in a way i'm kind of like Mm well it's kind of working for me because i'm getting what i need i'd love to be able to like long miles Mm -hmm. longer distances but it doesn't affect me too much yeah so that's where i am in terms of injury stuff but in terms of like if you're really injured I mean, even just walking is great, you know, it's Mm. like you still get so many of the same benefits, but I feel running, it just speeds it up. Mm. You know, you're getting to that state, mental state a lot quicker Mm. and high intensity exercise like running has scientifically been shown to do a lot of these amazing things to the brain, Mm. like the neurogenesis and stuff like that, that you talked about in the other podcast. Yeah. So. Running is unique in that sense, but a lot of the mental health benefits you can also draw in other ways through walking and even just meditation. You know, it works for yeah. a lot of people.
0: Good point. Good in, point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Medica- meditation. Yeah. So there's lots of other things, you know, that you yeah. can do if yeah. you're injured before yeah. you get back into running again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or even, you know, maybe the injury may highlight or your body saying that maybe you're not doing either yes. enough strength work or, you oh know, god, yeah, uh, definitely. You know, or using you know other tools like you know other exercises like Pilates for core cool work or that kind. Totally, of thing. So totally. So it is a way of your body saying, uh, "Excuse me, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Yes. yeah, that way." Or you know, even doing you know, you know, you're you're either you're overtraining, you know, because mm-hmm. you know you can be tired at work and, yeah. and that kind of you know feeling. Yeah, I think it? it's so
1: true. Like, I think we just need to tune in, you know, yeah. tune into yeah. our bodies. And I think that's what my book is is sort of geared towards doing. Mm. And I would just say, yes, like, listen to your body. If you are injured, what's it saying? Like, why are you getting there? Mm. Like, listen to it, not just, oh, God, I've got to get over it. What exercise do I need to do to get back again? But just really tune into your lifestyle, what's going on. And yeah, and, and you can make some good changes.
0: Yeah. Or right. I do recommend dancing
1: dancing okay, yes that's a good
0: one. so um yeah my wife and i go dancing once a week and oh, that's very lovely. good for you know again yeah. having to use your yeah. mind and you know, having body. to move a, yeah. Yeah. it, it yeah it, yeah there's a lot to be said for that you know so because um True. yeah th- th- you yeah know, people it's
1: moving your body you know moving your body it's Yes, I think movement is so key. And that's another sort of, I won't go off tangent for too long, but like there is a growing movement, which is talking about movement as part of meditation, you know, because I know for a long time it's all like been about seated meditation, but now there's a growing trend that's saying you need to move, you know, and how important movement is in mm. meditation. Mm. So, and the running falls into some of that dialogue too. So especially yeah, moving, especially
0: these days, I mean, I mean, I think a lot of us are like, I'm just about like this and like looking at our yes, phones yes. And, and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. And then it's really. Yes.
1: We're not good for that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah no, we're, we're not good, good for, for that. that. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I think one thing I, uh, again, I'm, again, we don't, I could talk to you about, talk to you about loads of different things. <laughs> but on, no, there okay, is, yes. there's one thing I really, I, I my my dad's in a, in a care home quite near mm. here and we, every Saturday we go for a walk and, the thing I love, we go through Bushy Park. I don't know if you know Bushy yeah. Park, but we walk through there. And then even now, mm. there's a Tai Chi class taking place, which is mm. outside. And it's like, I don't know, it's it's about five degrees today or something like that. And I think oh. they, just, they just look so at peace with, oh, wow. you know, everything around them. And mm. I just think they look fantastic. And it's great to see. You know, it's really great yeah. to see sort of thing.
1: Totally, yeah. totally, and yeah. they're
0: getting so much. You know, you know, I know we're we're talking about running, but that the 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 the, the benefits and the, you know the well-being. It's so you know it, you know they must be getting so much from from doing that. So, yeah,
1: yeah, oh, completely, yeah. I mean, I was looking at some science recently about how like animals how they how they deal with trauma which is they physically shake it off yeah so like dogs and other animals when they when they're attacked or face some sort of trauma Mm. they they physically shake and they shake it off and we as humans we don't do that we are very like we hide away you know and we keep Mm -hmm. it in our bodies and we store it yeah and the impact that has ramifications on you know our minds and bodies you know and so we end up end up sort of storing that trauma within us, so it can show up as somatic symptoms and psychologically, obviously. So yes, yeah, so it's really interesting. So I think that's why it's really important to move, mm. you know, in any way. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's running, dance, just just start moving, <laughs> yoga. You know. Do you yeah, do?
0: Good. I mean, I know you said you mean a you've done a marathon and then you know you're mm. sort of doing thirty minutes running, but do you do anything? specific in terms of running. I mean, do you do any sort of temper running or interval running? And do you find any of those different types of types of training do they Mm. um, do they enhance the way you feel?
1: Yeah. If I'm totally completely up front with you, I am gonna say no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. That's fine.
1: Because I mean, I don't, I don't do much speed stuff. I, yeah. I'm really slow. I'm a really slow runner, if I'm honest with you. But I love it. Mm. And recently I've been doing a bit more of a walk runs yeah. just because of my knee. But really what I do, because I notice that I need to build up my strength, so I do go to the gym right. to do some strength work, squats wow. and all of that. And I do it. I find it boring, if I'm totally honest with you but I do it so I can run. Mm. I genuinely do it so I can run. Mm. And, and I, so I don't get injured and I do do yoga and I love yoga. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Especially being here in Bali. It's a big yoga. Oh yeah. A, oh, yeah.
0: Retreat. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Retreat.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 Beautiful studios, amazing teachers but I don't get the same psychological benefit, but it has helped with running in terms of yeah. just stretching and certain yoga poses are really good with yeah. stretching out yeah. you know, my legs and stuff. So that's helped. But in terms of different types of running and for mental health, I wouldn't say there is anything specific, to be honest.
0: The only thing I find that is that, okay, if I go for a longer run, I mean, this, hmm. these days it's 5K hmm. or 5 more K, hmm. but I find that a if I do a – a, like a short speed session mm. it's more is I just feel mm. it's such an intense session that I feel I get just, mm. just, just as much out of it as I do then going mm. for a longer run sort of thing mm. and I just feel that that's um, mm. has a, a different way of making me feel so like you know I kind I feel like, oh yeah great I mean it's only 3k or something like that it could be just 30 minutes fast and slow that kind of thing and then Sorry thirty seconds fast and slow and then yeah mm-hmm. and then um, but psychologically
1: that. different with the longer shorter so the longer
0: run. run I think there's uh, well there's two things is that in a treadmill on the longer run you you really mm-hmm. have to be in that strong mindset that you have mm-hmm. to, you know you're gonna get whereas when you're outside you know you're mm-hmm. taking in outside and you're mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to, as long as I've got the aerobic capacity mm. and it's fine, then I do a route and I find fine. Long, on the longer run, there's no, isn't a problem. Whereas I think mm. um, for the treadmill, is quite good for like a speed session where you can control yes. the various that, you know, yes. the incline and the speed and that kind of thing. But mm. you do find that that's, you know, you, you have a really good intense session sort of thing. Whereas mm. if you're on a outside, then you might meet mm you know, traffic lights or something like that. Yeah. And you're in the middle of your fast session and there's like, oh no, I can't, yeah. you know, sort of thing. But true. uh yeah. But and also you can't control the speed. Am I going fast enough or not? You know, and that kind of yes. thing. So yeah. 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 That's so, very true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Any advice you would give to people who aren't who, to new runners who find that maybe before it wasn't for them. And then maybe mm. it's, you know, it wasn't for them because for whatever mm. reason or whatever, but maybe because, you know, they are come to the point in time of their lives that maybe they aren't feeling, mm. they are feeling stressful for one reason or another. I and mean, then how, how will they get out the door?
1: Mm. I think the main advice to new runners, I'd say, is trying to find a way to get consistent with it, you know, and ah. keeping consistent with it because often it's so easy to to sort of give up before you start to see any of these so you're not going to see these psychological benefits straight away especially if you're new to running and you're resisting it and because you're all you're going to be thinking about is oh my god i'm out of breath oh my god my legs hurt all of this stuff you know so really the key thing is trying to get consistent with it regular with it show up and get your body used to those feelings you know of a being out of breath and changing how you see those experiences of when you're running out of breath and you think oh my god I'm going to die because I'm, I can't breathe you know and then thinking actually no I've this is the first time I've done this or second time of course I'm going to feel like out of breath my body's just getting used to it it's mm-hmm. pumping lots of oxygen around so starting to change the way you perceive some of these bodily sensations at the beginning is important so my That might take a bit of time, but really it's about just running consistently for a few weeks. So to to train your body to get over some of these initial barriers is Mm -hmm. going to be key. And then you can start building it as part of a habit. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I say is managing expectations. So, even me you know I've been running for a long time and not just me like lots of other runners I speak to everyone says even trail, you know runners like ultra marathon runners the first mile or two is always hard yeah. and sometimes it can be horrific you know like in terms of, oh my legs are really tired yeah. really heavy or I'm really out of breath today and that can be for a number of different reasons you know so it's being mindful that actually that first mile is hard for everybody you know and so it's managing those expectations of what you think that yes. a runner is and what those first miles are going to look like. And once you do reset your expectations about those things, then it becomes more comfortable and you become more comfortable with the the discomfort and then you start learning amazing mm. things. Learn.
0: Do you think it's worth doing a, like a, a diary thing or...? you know is it um really good yeah that's a
1: very good idea and it's kind of links in with some of the exercises i do actually which is recording kind of like how you're feeling what you're thinking beforehand but yeah even a diary of maybe that's an excellent idea brian so just saying (laughs) beginning just writing down like okay maybe setting yourself a goal and being like okay i'm gonna run i don't know you know even if it's 10 minutes we're doing like a couch to 5k type thing so running for a minute on and off for 20 minutes or whatever and then saying, okay, I'm going to do it for three weeks. And then every day, whenever you do do it, just write down how many minutes you did run for. Mm. And then actually you will see, more often than not, you'll see some sort of improvement, you know, yeah. either in how you're feeling or how much you were yeah. able to do. Yeah. You know, it's very unlikely that you won't see over time some 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 improvement, whether in you physically yeah. or mentally.
0: Yeah.
1: Because yeah. really I don't know if,
0: idea. I mean, I don't know if you know, but I mean, do you do people who are in treatment for... You know, depression or or mm. whatever. I mean, do do they have to keep a kind of like a a, a log of or a diary about how they're feeling on a day to day basis yeah. or something like that? Or?
1: It's a very usual, common technique actually mm. for people who suffer from depression or anxiety, where maybe a therapist might ask them to like keep a diary of what their day looks like, for example.
0: Yeah,
1: they can like start monitoring, like what what is it like when they start looking for patterns in terms of oh triggers or things yeah. that yeah. where they have for example i remember when i was working psycholo- as a clinical psycho assistant psychologist and i'm helping people to try and identify periods of times they might relapse again so so to try, try and prevent relapse so we'll look at them keeping a, a diary almost and seeing what are the things that are happening for you and are you how much are you sleeping. much are you eating so looking at habits and things like that so recording those types of things are really helpful in terms of just seeing how your overall day is mood is what's triggering you what's affecting you right what's getting you to a state of maybe fear or anxiety you know so it is a thing that's used quite commonly in in those types of settings
0: yeah yeah i just wanted to just sort of tap into back into you know before we finish our brilliant Mm. discussion how do we? How do individuals recognise that they do have a mental health issue? You know. So is it just mm. that I'm? I'm not feeling. You know, for one mm. reason, I'm. I'm not feeling comfortable with where I work, or I'm just mm. feeling. You know, yeah. I'm a bit sad about something. But yeah. do I say to myself, "Well, you know, do I have? You know, is mm. is, is this?
1: It's." Is, such a fine line in a way really mm. it's such a fine line because we all struggle don't we we all struggle yeah. with difficulties. and I might not be clinically depressed in terms of because yeah. obviously depression has a clinical diagnosis in terms of yeah. how long and you know how persistent it is mm. so and they've got criteria but then Obviously, I've had loads of days where I felt so down. I I don't want to get out of bed or uh, my energy levels are so low because of my mood, you know. So it's a fine line in terms of if I'm, you know, am I mentally ill, you know. But, yeah, I guess I don't. But I guess when, if you are really struggling from a mental health problem, that's when it's really starting to have an impact on wider things and yeah. living yeah. your life yeah. the way you want to. Yeah. And if it's like your depression is having an impact on you keeping your job or relationships, then it's becoming a real big problem, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I'd say that's a marker if, if things are not great, yes. you know? Yeah. So but if it's also, kind of,
0: you know, like you said, it's uh, affecting other areas of your life. Yes. And probably, you know, for a prolonged mm. period of time. And then as exactly. as we as we've obviously talked about mm. quite a bit, that yeah. it's you know, maybe choose some form of physical activity or even running to help to re- yes. reset yourself. So
1: yeah. Reset. Exactly. Yeah. And just have that as a, a coping mechanism within yourself, you know, that you can lean on at any time, which is oh, it's great. It's that it's free, accessible to pretty much most people, and any time of day, and you can lean on it, you know? Mm. So it's a great first port of call. And I truly believe there's a space for medication space for psychological therapy, but as a society, if I'm honest, I feel like in the Western world, we lean too much on external things like that. You yeah. know, it's like, Oh, I'm not feeling great. Okay. I need to get,
0: Yeah.
1: I need to go, you know, get drunk or, you know, forget about my situation or I need to go and get some medication and deal with it. It's, yeah. That's not helpful, you know, that's true. and
0: that's a problem. Yeah, you're just highlighting it and, and just making mm. the problem worse sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of um, like so spiralling.
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly, you're not dealing with it. And for me, it's all about how do we utilise the resources we already have? And I feel that like as humans, we are equipped with so much that we're only just tapping into and realising now through science that we have a lot of, resources within us to heal Mm. ourselves emotionally, you know, physically. And we should tap into that first. Mm. Mm. And that's, I guess, what I'm trying to promote with the book Mm. is lean on that first. And then obviously go for other things as and when you need. Uh, But yeah, try it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've done just over an hour and it's been brilliant to talk to you. Obviously, apart from your book, I don't know, when, when are you looking to publish or when's it coming out?
1: Yeah so at the moment I'm, I'm sort of pitching to publishers in the UK and US. I've got pretty much first draft of my manuscript and yeah. I'm just yeah. refining it. It feels never ending. Yeah. So yeah I don't have a date yet so yeah I will but I will keep you in touch Brian and I'll let you know. Right. And,
0: and you have a it. Instagram don't you?
1: I do, yes. I have an Instagram running, writing mindfully. Right. So yeah, do follow me. I'm kind of sharing my running writing journey on there, and a bit of life here in Bali, which is amazing, and it's an amazing place to run. It's very different from London. Very jealous. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you do, yes, so, I mean, just out of interest. I mean, do you <laughs> find you know there's there's you know regular routes and out yeah, there so or do you run sort of different routes or anything like that i've
1: run a regular route only yeah. because it's the safest one i've found oh, all right. yeah there are no pavements here oh, like right. pavements are often broken and patchy and there's scooters everywhere and yeah. it's it's really okay. not up for walking or running which is a shame so i uh, there's some rice fields at the back of my house so i normally run along those rice fields there are still scooters on the rice fields but very few in the morning so i tend to go really early before it gets too hot like around 6 a.m sunrise time yeah and yeah so i just run across the rice fields but even then you're just still jumping over potholes or dead oh, snakes right. Saws, you um, know. right.
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> my gosh Oh, right. that's uh,
1: well, oh, But right. what's wonderful is that I love seeing, uh, so we have uh, two two volcanoes on the island. The biggest one is Mount Agung, and I get to see it on like clear days, and it's just the most spectacular view. Brilliant. So whenever I go on my rice field run, I'm just always hoping I get to see it, because it is so amazing. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I'm really enjoying that.
0: Oh, well, it's a shame we couldn't see it on the Zoom call, but there you go. <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> anyway, I just wanted to say thank you, thank you very much, for com- coming onto the podcast, and then and thank you, Brian. I said, yeah, and really looking forward to hopefully you'll get you know a publishing deal, and and it will come out in the next few months or so. And I'm looking forward to reading the book. Thank you so much. And, thank yeah, you
1: so yeah. much. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I've loved every second of it. It's just yeah. always a draw. As I said, I mean, stuff. we could
0: have we could have talked for hours about. Honestly, yeah, just, yeah, yeah.
1: Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well,
1: thank you so much.
0: Okay. And that's a wrap for another exhilarating episode of Brian's Run Pod. Thanks for tuning in, folks. As always, we've got your back with all things running. And next week, get ready for some awesome beginner hints and tips to kickstart your running journey. Oh, and before we sign off, exciting news. We're now available on YouTube. So whether you're padding the pavement or chilling at home, you can catch us there too. Hey, if you want to keep up with the latest updates, behind-the-scenes fun, and even some exclusive content, make sure to follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter, or should I say X, at Brian's Rompod. We've also just launched a shiny new Facebook page. Simply search for Brian's Rompod and give us a like. And don't forget to hop on over to Instagram where you can catch all our visual adventures at Brian's Rompod. For those of you who love diving deep into the episodes, head over to our website, www.briansrompod.co.uk, and there you'll find detailed show notes, handy chapter markers, make it too easy to navigate through our favourite discussions. Please leave a review as it will always help, find, help others find this podcast. Music is by Happy Days by Stock Audio, not forgetting artwork by Alice Patterson. Till next week, thanks again for listening.